Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Good evening, Broncos Country, and welcome to another edition of the Huddle Up Podcast. As you can see, I'm your fearless co-host, Zach Kelberman. And joining me tonight, guys, is the pinch hitter for Chad Jensen for one more evening, Mr. John Cronenberg, John K. MHH. Before we dive into another, yet another quarterback-driven podcast, John, how was your weekend? How are you doing? The weekend was great. Uh, you know, just uh, enjoying you know the weather right now Colorado it's pretty hot actually it's pretty warm we're in the 70s so uh, I'm not sure what temperature it's where you're at but it's feeling good you can go outside and have a good time so uh, what about yourself how's your weekend going I was uh, I'm a little drugged up on Claritin I'm not gonna lie my allergies and you mentioned the temperature going up and my allergies just get really bad this time of year so I'm, I'm excited to distract myself from my allergies for one evening and talk more Broncos football but we'll get to uh, we'll, we'll uh, shout out some of the people in the chat while we let it breathe as Chad Jensen would say we saw Muhammad uh, what's up Muhammad we appreciate you joining us tonight we got Robert we got Jay we got in the shop with Willie we got DeAndre Weatherspoon that's a new name in the chat welcome DeAndre, Bob Skinner, hello Broncos country, salute to you Bob, welcome, Uh, Miller 707 champs in the stream, Jesse Smith, yo what's up Jesse, hope you're having a good Sunday, hope everyone who celebrates Easter by the way is having a great Easter, having a great holiday, hope your weekend has been good, but John, I think the stream is getting warmed up, The the numbers are going up and I think we can almost dive into are one of our main topics before we get into CC. What's up? I see you. I see Albert Knoppers. I see Spencer Alvarez. What's up? I see Savage Mitchell. Michael, what's up? Yo, Albert. Yo, six foot we ten have, Mexican. We, we have everyone in here, so I think it's it's time to get going. Um, and definitely want to talk to you guys about a report by James Palmer that came out um, recently. And this is talking about. Uh, we'll read a, co- a quote. This is in regards to Drew Locke um, and the Denver Broncos at this point, and how they feel in their relationship uh, if they're going to move forward with Locke. Uh, and this is what James said: uh, They do feel they have someone in Drew Locke that is going to be better. He was in the first half of the season, uh, the first season and a half in the NFL, to where they're not forcing anything. Palmer, Palmer recently told his uh, anchor, Andrew Siciliano. But again, as we talked about these pro days, George Payton's going to them, going out there and making sure he knows everything about the top five quarterbacks. Notice he's saying top five, just to, to preface that, um, uh, to put him in a position to where I do believe the right one is there. He will trade up to get the one that has fallen, uh, that he has fallen in love with 
but he uh, he has to make sure that he has actually fallen in love with that player. So they are going to do their due diligence, and they're, they're going to possibly make a play for quarterback in the top five. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I have a lot of respect for James Palmer, but he's not really telling us anything we don't already know. And those of us, uh, those of you who listen to the podcast the last few months, we've been saying if George Payton does fall in love, and that's love, not in like falls in love, capital L, he might consider trading up for a quarterback or prioritizing a quarterback over a corner, over a safety, over a linebacker, but it has to be the right guy. And we don't know who that guy is, John. It could be any of the top four or five major quarterbacks in this draft, depending on how the first three picks go. But like one of the comments from CC says here, that's just smart GM work. And so yes. far, George Payton, uh, John, has shown a proclivity to do his due diligence, to be smart, to have foresight, to again put the Broncos' best in interest in mind always, no matter what he's doing, no matter what position he's scouting. And this is part of the reason why, a small reason, but a reason nonetheless, I consider George Payton a home run GM because we wouldn't have got this, I feel like, from Elway. One, one way or the other, Elway's hand, I believe publicly by now, it's April already, it would have been tipped as to who he likes, who he might go in the draft, uh, you know, what position he might lean toward. Yes. We're not getting any of that out of Dove Valley so far. No leaks. George Payton is doing a bang-up job, keeping everything kind of under wraps. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't know if this is a, uh, you know, a smokescreen yet or anything like that, but no matter what, it's coming off well in my mind. It's it's something where he's, again, we're doing the due diligence. I think that's what you have to do. You can't just go all in with Locke like we did last season when uh, the Broncos did say that with Elway at the beginning of right. the, the new year. Uh, and I, I just don't see that happening uh, again for um, for many reasons. You just, you have to have show that for every single position you want to improve. Um, so it, it's just a statement to for everyone in a sense. I can pretty much, or we can safely say, can we, that if there's one quarterback, the Broncos are probably not targeting. It's Mac Jones, considering they didn't go to any of his two pro days. At least George Payton wasn't there. They had representatives there and scouts there. I believe mm-hmm. Brian Stark, the director of college scouting, was at his first pro day. But I feel like if George Payton, if this is assuming Mac Jones doesn't go number three to San Francisco, which would still shock me, yes. I find it hard to believe that if he were to move up to number four and move into that Falcons pick, that quarterback he'd be moving up for would be Mac Jones. But what do you think? If he moved up for a quarterback, John, he's been at these pro days. Obviously, he probably has no chance at Zach Wilson. He wasn't at Mac Jones's, but he was at Justin Fields. He was at Trey Lance's. Of those two, which do you think Peyton would trade up for? You know, I, I think I've been thinking about it a little bit more. I do think Lance is the player of choice would be he went to it. You know, he went to his pro day. Um, and again, fields, I, I really do like he has some great uh, attributes. He's able to look down the field. He keeps his eye down the field. He, he's not going to be someone who's going to you know get scared and, and run off. He's going to stay in the pocket do his job and take those hits, as you saw in the national championship game. If he has to, he'll make those plays and put his body on the line. Uh, but I do feel like Lance is where uh, where most people are leaning for their consensus, uh, just because that's the way the NFL is going at this point. Um, right. But when to your point about Mac Jones, um, yeah, he didn't go to those pro days. The, we did send other, play, uh, other scouts there, but again, would that hinder the Broncos from drafting, let's say, a Barrymore in the first round, uh, other Alabama players? I don't think so, but at the same time, I still don't think Mac Jones is in play at all. I agree with you there. And I'm of the Trey Lance, you know, I'm on that bandwagon as well. There's something telling me, John, and I have no, I'm not reporting this through sources. It's not anything I've heard. It's something I feel in my gut. 
I truly believe that George Payton was impressed by Trey Lance's pro day. It's not to say he wasn't impressed by Justin Fields's. I just have a feeling that Trey Lance, his dual threat abilities, his arm, his upside in the right system. And, you know, George Payton is the GM where he can see four or five moves down the road. He might have Pat Shermer now for 2021, but there's a good chance, a possibility, if not a probability, that Pat Shermer is not the OC next year and George Payton can handpick that guy. Now, Having that, the allure of being able to handpick the next coordinator to pair with a young quarterback like Trey Lance is certainly appealing. So that's my opinion. If they do move up, I think it, it would be for Trey Lance. And you know what, John? If there's one quarterback not named Zach Wilson in this draft class that I'm kind of drooling over, that would be Trey Lance. Yeah, I agree with you there and uh, appreciate that. Why don't we get start getting into our matters of business? And first, we got to yeah. give a shout out to our presenting sponsor. That is Manscaped. Uh, so everyone, you know, it's, it is April now, obviously we've been, we're a fourth of the way through the year almost. Um, and the best, w- let's, uh, you know, why don't you start spring off the right way and go, uh, go on ahead over to manscaped.com. They're the best in men's below the waist grooming, offering precision engineering tools for you and your family jewels. They've been helping over 2 million men all over the world, including some of you guys on our, on our show, get rid of, um, any excess hair, you know, facial, whatever it may be. Um, and they, they do a great job. Yeah, I can say, John, definitively, I once again put this to the test. Again, I mean, the battery, I've talked about this almost every single podcast. It lasts forever, guys. I just did, just for the pod tonight, I did a little little cleanup underneath my neck, underneath my chin area. It works so great for that. It's not just for below the belt. It's for all parts of your body, on your arms, on your back, on your chest, on your face, below the belt, your legs. Wherever you want to shave, wherever you want to feel better, it's springtime now. It's getting hotter. You know, beards are for the winter, but it's not winter anymore. It's time to let that go. Let your face come out and let your true manliness show in the best way possible. And Manscaped allows you to do that, John. So uh, get 20% off, guys, and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. Perfect. We'll get into the matters of business. Again, this is the Huddle Up podcast, um, and you can find us over on face, or on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Also, you can follow the Mothership account at Mile High Huddle. Uh, go ahead on over to Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Click the blue button, become a supporter, get access to great content like the Trickle Zone and Kelberman's Corner. Uh, we took to uh, yesterday off, or we took today off uh, for you know for Easter, uh, but we'll be back at it next week. Really excited to get into that deeper. Uh, if you have the ability, please on head on over to HuddleUpPod.com. Be able to get some merchandise like your hat, whatever. You, you know, floats your boat. And please, the best way to help us is to find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Last spring, you chose hardworking seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed performed on your acre. Because you can't fake performance. And bushels don't lie. Local results coming soon. 
Visit nkseeds.com slash harvest. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Uh, organically is to subscribe, like, and share. We really do appreciate that. It means the world to us. All right, perfect. Why don't we get uh, get going here? Um, first, want to get to a few yeah, supers, let's, let's, if you don't mind. Let's clear those up for sure. Perfect. Let's get to Muhammad first. Coming in here, always like he does, with a super sticker. I see it. I see Number it. One. I got it. I'm pulling it up. Number one <laughs> fan. Thank you so much, Muhammad. It's great to see you in here. Uh, happy Sunday to you. Again, happy Easter. I, I didn't say it. Happy Easter to everyone who celebrates it. I uh, really do appreciate it. You're always being very supportive, so we do appreciate that, Muhammad. Yes, and that's one excited pair, John. I don't know if that's a pair. I think it looks like one. But, Mohammed, you are, as they say on the on this network of podcasts, the king of super stickers, so we definitely appreciate your support. And I know, Mohammed, you tweeted at uh, Kim and I today. You were bummed that KK wasn't around today. I promise you we'll come back with extra fire, extra venom next Sunday. Look out for that. And we got one more in here that was already jumped, but we got it here, Christian De Jesus. Uh, he's, he's big on uh, – with Madden. So if you want to go head on over, he has a YouTube channel. I'm sure um, if you find him on Twitter, uh, great follow. If you're a uh, Madden fan, uh, Christian with a $5 uh, super says, I think it seems more likely with each passing day that the Broncos are going to trade up for either fields or Lance. And as we were talking about that, if you, if, if you have a guy like Palmer was saying in that article, if, if Peyton has a guy, you have to make the move. It's just no matter what, I just don't know if he has that person who he has in mind to be the franchise quarterback where he wants to trade up and give away all that capital. Does he really feel like someone's going to take reins of this Broncos team, take over Drew Locke and be able to do that? And also worth the capital it would take to acquire that quarterback, John. It would take multiple first-round picks, second-round picks, maybe even a player or two. You, George Payton. Not has to be in lust with this quarterback. He's not, he can't be in like with this quarterback. He has to be goo goo eyes in love with this quarterback, not dating marriage material. If it's that case, whoever this quarterback is, whether it's Fields or Lance, that is the only circumstance in which it's acceptable to trade up and surrender that capital. But if he has any doubt, any reservation, even 1%, he needs to hold on to his guns. And maybe pack it until next year, John. Take a defensive player now and go forward with your lock. That's only if he's not 100% certain. Yeah, definitely. And I, I wanted to get to Robert's question real quick, uh, just because I, I said I was going to. How do you guys, how do you, how about Zaven Collins in round two? I have fallen off of Zaven Collins personally. So I'll, I'll let you go first, but I have fallen off. Yeah, he's not, you know, JOK has definitely risen up the draft boards, I think, and surpassed Avon Collins. I read somewhere that he was compared to, like, Brian Erlacher. That was his NFL comp, but I think that's a little too extreme for someone like Collins. In the right system, I have no doubt he'd blossom, but I don't think, John, he's making it to round two. I think he'll be a late first-round pick. I'd be surprised. I've been wrong before. I don't think he's the guy, though, for Denver. I think there's a really high likelihood. You guys might not want to hear this or believe this, but Micah Parsons – 
could be that pick at number nine. If that's the case, obviously, John, Zayvon Collins wouldn't be a consideration either in round one or round two. Yeah, and a big thing for me when it comes to Zayvon Collins is his speed. He he basically ran, a, I think, a 4.67, so almost a 4.7. That's really uh, not a huge difference to me from Josie Jewell. Uh, I don't really see an upgrade, honestly, from Josie Jewell. I do think some team is going to fall in love with Collins. He does have a lot of versatility and, and can bring some physicality to the game, definitely. But uh, definitely uh, do not feel he'd be a good fit for the Broncos because we already have that kind of player. I'm surprised he didn't run a 4-3 like everybody else. Uh, the fact that he's running a 4-6, 4-7 pretty, pretty much says something with these pro days. Exactly. And we have a, a few people in here asking us about David Mills. Do you want to touch on that real quickly? Um, David Mills, Davis Mills, excuse me. Uh, I I think, you know, he's a mid round kind of quarterback. Is is he a guy that you automatically, in my opinion, you know, attach your franchise to? No, he needs a lot of development. He needs a lot of time put into him, but you have the potential to have a really high end backup or maybe even low end starter. I, I would not mind bringing him in, in the third round, mid rounds or so as competition for Locke or someone to groom behind Locke. And I would take Mills Easily, John, I might be in the minority here over Kellen Mond and definitely Kyle Trask. So among yeah. the second tier quarterbacks, Mills to me is among the top. I agree with you there. When it's if you're going from the top five, once you get to that second tier of quarterbacks, Mills is that is that guy. I think for me, third round is too rich at pick seventy one. I'm looking fourth yeah. round. I think that's pick one four. Yeah, actually, I think that would give us pick 141 for their first option for the Broncos to trade for him. So I do think he's going to go in, you know, the top 100. I'm not sure if he's going to be an option for the Broncos. Unfortunately, I want to get to Edward really quick here. Happy Easter to everyone. Thank you, Edward Keating with a $5 super. I just want to say thanks to John and Zach hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being really do appreciate that. Edward. Uh, Hope you're having a great Easter as well. Yes. Thank you. We're good to see you, Matt. Hope you're having a great weekend and let us know in the, in the chat, how you're doing. Yeah. And we got Cody chase coming in here as well. Please uh, George Payton, just trade up to to four and take Justin Fields or Trey Lance. We need an upgrade at quarterback. I mean, we've talked about the capital. Let's just say if you can, if you can trade up with four with Atlanta, who, I mean, is this an automatic upgrade for season one? Is this player going to be able to, no matter what, be an upgrade over Locke? Obviously, in a few years, the, the player might have more potential to have a higher ceiling and develop into a better player. Right now, though, is he going to be that? Is that Fields or Lance going to be able to push Locke and be someone to push this team into the playoffs and contention? To me, that's the rub. You know, that's the multi-million dollar question. If you devote a top five pick to a quarterback, you have to, again, fall in love with that guy. And John, I mean, it's kind of rhetorical, but will he contribute and he developed this year under Pat Shermer? I don't necessarily think he will. I think that's a wasted year. And if Pat Shermer's fired next year, John, either Fields or Lance is pretty much a rookie quarterback anyway. So you'd be setting him back a year in his development. Cody, I, I can maybe this is an assumption on my part, but I don't really think that you're a Drew Lock supporter if you think the Broncos should do whatever it takes to trade up for a quarterback. I disagree there. I think if they love their guy, once again, they should consider moving up. But A, there's no guarantee. Y'all are assuming that Atlanta is going to quickly move out of that spot. They can take Pitts, they can take Slater or, or Sewell, they can take anyone they want or a quarterback to, to replace Matt Ryan down the road. And B, you know, again, is George Payton, does he fall in love? with that guy is whoever's left after the first three picks whoever's on the board is that Peyton's guy you have to be a thousand percent before you make that move 
Yeah, and again, when it comes to the Falcons, they can have a player behind for two years um, like Jordan Love is doing right now with Aaron right. Rodgers. That's not right. necessarily keeping them out from the quarterback conversation. In two years, uh, the, the the Falcons are going to be a much different team. You know, Matt Ryan's going to be in his 40s. It's going to be a completely different feel. So there is going to be some options to trade up, obviously, but at the same time, you know, are they going to ha- want to get more weapons and try to make a final push with Ryan? Or are they going to say this is rebuild and kind of give up on what they have with Julio Jones, uh, Calvin Ridley, that whole team? That would be kind of a, a shame in my mind, at least. They've okay. devoted a chunk of money to Matt Ryan real quick, John. And that's yeah. why people are saying they're going to move out of that out of that spot and not take a quarterback. But like you mentioned, the Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, that, the dynamic there, you have to look down the road. And the Falcons, they don't have to move up for a quarterback, unlike the Broncos. So if they love their guy, and again, they're led by Arthur Smith, the new head coach, and Terry Fontenot, who came from New Orleans, he's a very, very good scout. And I think he would, uh, after taking Taysom Hill and after picking up Jameis Winston behind Drew Brees, he's experienced with quarterbacks so there's no guarantee Atlanta's going to pass up on that guy or just take someone like Sewell to protect Matt Ryan so there's a bunch of dominoes that have to fall and I don't think it's a certainty by any means that Peyton will move up to four for a quarterback we got Poppy coming in here it's so great to see you Poppy thank you so much wow. happy Easter to you. Thank you it's so great to finally be able to be on air and speak to you I know you have a lot of uh, exciting things going on right now um, if you want to share them in the comments, I'm not going to spoil them for you because they, they really are some exciting things. Um, so please share if you feel comfortable, obviously. Uh, but we always appreciate you coming on, and it's always great to see you. I do love in, uh, talking to you uh, separately, you know, even if it's about not about football. So we really do appreciate that, Poppy. It's always a, a great a great treat to have you. In this here. this is why she's the princess of the podcast, John. And Poppy, your support is uh, is unrivaled by literally 99% of our supporters on this podcast. So I hope you're having a great weekend a great holiday if you're celebrating Poppy, and we appreciate your support more than you know thank you yes, thank you so much really want to get quick into joseph here uh what's up broncos country happy easter just want to say hi to joseph uh just always great to see you in here god um, bless yes of course let's get a few more in here obviously um give me one second if you can pull one go ahead um, I, got, I can grab Edward from the – okay, you got Crudum. We got Crudum coming in here. I know Shermer uh, with a 999 Super, we really do Thank appreciate you. that. I know uh, Shermer uh, can be a quarterback kryptonite, but if things are going to blow up potentially next season anyway, wouldn't it be wise to just gra- go and grab the guy during this year's draft? I'm torn. That's to me, that's again, the million dollar question. I mean, do you take a quarterback in this year's draft or trade up for a quarterback surrendering multiple first round picks, banking on the, the prospect of firing your offensive coordinator next year? It doesn't really make sense. And, and I understand what you're saying, Crudum. This is why Pat Shermer was hired. He's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. He's supposed to be a quarterback guru. And last year, at least with Locke, he's anything but that. And I guarantee the sect of Broncos country that's down on Locke is saying, Give him another quarterback. You know, he succeeded with Case Keenum. He can do anything. You know, Pat Shermer can't walk on water. I hate to disappoint a large majority of Broncos country, but he's not that good of a coordinator or a quarterback guru. Scangarello was much better in that aspect of developing a young quarterback along. So if you're going to take a guy and you're going to pretty much admit that his first year is a redshirt and then force him to learn a new system next year, what does that say? Then you're two years behind the eight ball. If you take the guy now, he starts now, John. If you spend a top five pick on a quarterback, all that capital with a lame duck head coach and a win now roster, you play that guy now, Pat Schirmer, regardless. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, you that was a really strong case you just made there. You can't wait, and I agree with you there. Uh, you know, you made a great argument. Uh, just couldn't beat that. So thank you so much for that. Real quick, Jesse Smith's coming in here. Wanted to clear this up. I heard uh, JOK is a safety. Um, that's been, you know, they talked about his versatility quite a bit. He can play a little bit more of coverage versus some other linebacker. He's kind of a tweener where he can play a little bit of that. Very similar to Isaiah Simmons last year, except, you know, you're, you're not with that project last year. I think some teams are a little bit backing off, even though that was a Vance Joseph product. Yeah. Um, I think some teams want to take a little step back and, you know, see how if that would be a right piece for them. It has to be a, to, in my opinion, if you want JOK, He's a win now kind of player. He's just a, a cherry on right. top. He's not someone you want to have be your every down kind of linebacker right. or safety. Uh, he's just to add something nice in there. You guys remember Sua Cravens a few years ago? I mean, JOK is what Sua Cravens should have been. I mean, he's a very high end version of Sua Cravens. You know, even Mark Barron, remember him? I mean, the dime backer, that's what he can be a linebacker. He can play safety. He can play in run support. He can play in coverage, guarding tight ends, uh, guarding running backs, guarding receivers. And I agree with you, John. He's the perfect piece for a team like Denver, where they have. Their positions are filled. I mean, they are good at every spot, even inside linebacker. They could get by if they had to with Josie Jewell, with A.J. Johnson. You want to upgrade on them. But having J.O.K. as that third inside linebacker in nickel packages, dime packages, NASCAR packages, third downs, I mean, that's a luxury for the Broncos. Would I take him at nine? No. Would I trade down to 15, let's say, and take him? Picking up another draft pick in the process? Absolutely. Uh, We got – Q Tao, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, take a right tackle. Would you take a right tackle at nine? And if so, maybe who would it be? 
Slater, because like you've mentioned, the versatility, he can play guard or tackle. And I think he's OT or OL1 in this draft class. All yeah. respect to Penny Sewell. Would I cry if it's a tackle? No, but they have two starters. And based on what I read from Troy Rank of ABC uh, Denver, they're high on Juwan James. They expect him to be a part, obviously, of the offensive line this year. And assuming he stays healthy and stays mentally with the game, he's a good right tackle when he's on the field. Garrett Bowles, as we all know, is a top you know three or five left tackle in the NFL. So is it a desperation day one for sure need? No. But if they want to move back a few spots and take Slater, I wouldn't hate it. If they want to stay at nine, if Parsons, a quarterback, they don't want a corner at that spot, would I hate Slater or Sewell? No. So it's not necessarily first or second priority, but it's definitely top three, top four. Yeah, and I agree with you there when it comes to uh, some of the quarterbacks. And I want to bring up uh, one of Mike Evans' articles, actually. And he was talking about some trade op- or trade options, yeah. essentially, for the Broncos uh, if they were to go and acquire a quarterback that way. Uh, and he listed three, three uh, options. First was Gardner Minshew. Um, and obviously that um, we've had a lot of people who like Minshew. I just don't think that's a, a great move to me. It's a lateral move. What are your thoughts right. on Minshew? Uh, he he's just as green as Drew Locke. He's just as inexperienced, or for the most part, as Drew Locke. He has the same issues as Locke, where he's inconsistent. Why would you want to pick up a quarterback that's pushed out of Jacksonville? If he was the future, they, they wouldn't be taking Trevor Lawrence number one overall. I don't see the hype. Because he has decent numbers in a Jacksonville offense that was constantly playing from behind. So opponents were gifting them soft coverage in late game fourth quarters. He was piling up the stats. Because he has a mustache or different kind of hairstyles and he's this kind of, you know, a mover and a shaker. People hate Drew Locke for that, John. They, they criticize him because he dances on the sideline. Why would you want Garner Minshew, who's Drew Locke on steroids in that regard? I agree with you there. That's that's the real point. If they're they're very similar, they both have kind of that swagger feeling where they're going to be dancing, they're feeling good. And a lot of people do like Minshew just for his swagger. But you know, I understand he's a cheap option. Maybe you can trade for him for a fourth pick. I think that's one forty one. Um, maybe again, I would still rather reach out um, and and get someone else. I, I really would. Um, but again, he's a cheap option, and I do think that he would. You know, it, it would just be a competition between him, him and Locke. I, I just don't see it. One of the other ones that uh, we had from Mike Evans was his second option, which I do agree is a more likely option at this point, which is Nick Foles. Um, yes. And the reason why I think that's an option is because the Chicago Bears would probably be trading back with the Broncos. It would include other assets as well. It'd be, you know, pick nine for pick 20, maybe a future first, and maybe Nick Foles would come in. Because the Bears would have to be willing to jump up. Maybe they're trying to get Mac Jones, something along those lines. I just don't see it happening otherwise without a trade trade back and you're acquiring pick 52 from the Bears as well. Uh, you really need those uh, – extra capital to make uh, me take on Nick Foles and have him compete with Locke. Uh, Just because, again, we've seen what he can do when I saw him play in Kansas City, for example. It's just nothing special for me at this point. Doesn't spark anything. I'd rather wait and see if he gets, you know, released even. It's true. Yeah, very much uh, a possibility after the draft or, you know, post-June 1st, they might Mm -hmm. cut him outright. And am I the only one who uh, believes the Bears could just reach significantly on someone like Kellen Mond, like a late first round, very early second round? Don't overlook the Bears making a horrible quarterback move. This is my thing, though. Okay, I don't want Nick Foles. Let me just put that out there right now. He doesn't really do much for me. He doesn't really move the needle. But I was going to say this to Minshew. 
what would be the point of bringing in a quarterback? Isn't it to mentor Locke? Isn't it to teach him something he doesn't already know? Garner Minshew could not teach him anything except how to have a mullet. At least Nick Foles has experience. He won a Super Bowl. He was the MVP. He, he he's, has big game experience, and he was good for a while in Philadelphia. You mentioned Kansas City. It has to be with the right coaching staff, but Pat Shermer, the Nick Foles connection, they intersected in Philadelphia. At least it makes some sort of sense. He'd be yes. a good mentor for Locke and a decent pinch starter, emergency guy, break the glass in case of emergency, at least to me way more so than someone like Garner Minshew. Yeah, and, and the final uh, one that Mike brought up was Teddy Bridgewater. And this one would probably be my mm. favorite. Uh, just because what Mike was saying, he doesn't you know offer in terms of – obviously he's not going to have a you know three-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. He's just not going to have many turnovers. It might be two-to-one around there. He's just not going to make mistakes. So if you want a guy who doesn't make mistakes uh, – but he's not going to be pushing down the field too, too Sutton, as Mike was saying as well, though. He can't push the ball vertically. So you're not going to be taking advantage of Sutton as much. So for me, uh, I'm divided a little bit as well because I'm not sure if he works well within uh, the system that we have in place as well. So to me, again, yeah. it, Locke fits the system actually better than Bridgewater. Um, and if we were to, you know, if this offense is vertical. If it was to be more of a is it? West Coast, well, it, you it's can see what Locke's – on paper, it is. Um, so that that's my opinion on that. What's your thought on Bridgewater, though, a little bit more? Teddy Two Gloves? I mean, are, are they trading for him at his current salary? Because the Panthers way overpaid for Teddy Bridgewater last year. I wouldn't want him anywhere near. I believe it's like a 17 or $18 million salary cap number. He'd have to reduce that significantly. And the thing is, John... If Teddy Bridgewater couldn't succeed last year, I understand he lost uh, Christian McCaffrey, but he had some decent receivers. If Joe Brady could not make chicken salad out of Teddy Bridgewater, what is Pat Shermer going to do? And I hate to keep harping on Shermer, but if you saw last year, he failed miserably developing a young quarterback like Locke, someone that has not to me the same arm talent. Bridgewater compared to Locke, I think it would be oil and, and water for Pat Shermer and Teddy Bridgewater. So that's a hearty no for me. Okay, we got Jake King coming in here. We really appreciate that, Jake King, uh, with a four ninety nine super sticker or super chat. Uh, if your fantasy draft was today, who would be your top five on your board? Um, so I'm not really into fantasy football personally. Uh, I just like to focus on the Broncos because it takes away my allegiances at times. Um, however, I do, you know, go with that mantra you have to pick a running back i do believe that you have to get someone who can yes. care, who's going to be the the work he's going to just carry the ball all the time you have to have someone who's not splitting tackles you don't want philip Lindsay, for example splitting tackles with david johnson and ingram for example so i don't know about that uh would be interested in mccaffrey um all those yes. guys because if you're doing a um points per catch as well um and all that kind of stuff i still need to think about that a little bit not sure about you what about you zach Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children. 
changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I agree with you. You always like to target a running back if you have a you know a first round decent pick. So you know the, the McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley is coming back from an injury. Uh, you know Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, Nick Chubb. I'm just rattling off running backs top of my head. Then you go quarterback, Mahomes. You know uh, positions like that. So I would put on my top five big board. I believe it's exclusively uh, running backs, John, and the, and the ones I named. Pretty much in order. Maybe you can flip-flop Henry and McCaffrey, but I, I believe those are my top five, like always. You want to ride the running backs in fantasy. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And we got Brandon coming in here. Brandon uh, Harden with a $5 super. Bama Thank Broncos, you. appreciate that. Uh, he's saying, Bama Broncos, again, please take a deep breath and let the draft board fall in your lap. And that's I, I agree with that. And if for some reason at pick nine you don't have a player that you feel is worth that, that's where you do take the, that fallback option and maybe with the Bears. And maybe, again, maybe you trade with the Bears and you don't take fools, let's say. Uh, but there's plenty of tradeback opportunities. And there was a great article by uh, Thomas uh, this today who was talking about the percentages of – Thomas Hall, excuse me um, – the percentages for uh, hit rate if it was in the top 10 versus you know 16 to 20, and they're actually pretty close between 16 and 20. So a fallback option makes a lot of sense. Uh, go on and head over and check that article out if you have the opportunity. Uh, but what's your, what's your opinion? Yeah, it's a really good article. Thomas is is so in-depth with the analytics, and he puts yes. so much time in his articles. It's worth a read, guys, I promise yes. you. Uh, Brandon, you might get your wish because uh, George Payton is the type of uh, uh, general manager to e- exhibit patience and due diligence and kind of let things fall to him. It's for that reason, except for Ronald Darby, he really didn't overpay for anyone. He didn't scramble for anyone during the signing period this last month. He was letting the chips fall where they may. You know, he he cut Kareem Jackson, brought him back on his terms. So if the quarterbacks are off the board, or at least the one he likes or loves is off the board, it could mm-hmm. very well be the case. You let pick nine roll around, which I think he will do anyway, and his best player on that board, maybe except for Kyle Pitts, will be the selection, whether it's Parsons, Sertan, Horn, whoever, or a potential trade back. But Brandon, I believe it's much likelier that Peyton has patience, which kills the fan base, John. They don't want to hear that. The P word is a taboo word in Broncos country, but George Peyton might have that on draft day and let things fall to him. Don't be surprised. Exactly. I want to get to Joey, uh, Joe Harrington real quick here. Uh, 
a few people were saying uh, for Najee Harris coming in with a knife pick. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I don't even think he's going to go uh, Najee Harris uh, before someone like Javante Williams. I would take Williams over him from North Carolina over Harris uh, just because he has a little bit more dynamic uh, traits going for him. Uh, and also got another one from Edward Keening coming in here. Appreciate that, Edward. Thank Why don't you take this one? Edward saying, I am doing great. So excited and ready for the draft. Still hope we get Parsons. I'm happy, Edward. You're having a great uh, weekend. You're having a great evening. And you know what, John? I believe some of these red flags might be, again, just my opinion and my kind of view on things. Some of the red flags, I believe, were cleared up when uh, George Payton and the Broncos went to the Penn State Pro Day. Micah Parsons spoke about it. It was kind of players speak. It was kind of cliche, but I believe he's owned his mistakes and you can't pass up on that talent. You can say what you want once again about his past coverage woes, his immaturity woes. He be coming into a Vic Fangio locker room playing in between Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. What better mentors, big brother types, would you want to surround him with? Let me tell you something. If the Cowboys can have a successful year with Alden Smith last year and keep him in line in that locker room, which is way more divisive, the Broncos can certainly fit in Micah Parsons and make him part of the team. And if he is the pick at nine, John, I'd be pretty happy. And I, when you're talking about this locker room, I really, the more and more I've learned about this locker room, I feel like it's a tight knit group. I feel like they're, they're, they always come together. And if there is something where a player is out of line, they're doing something wrong, they're going to call them out and make sure that they uh, handle it the right way and are professionals because these players want to win. These players are excited to bring this to Denver. They are they want to be successful. And again, a lot of them have contract years coming up. So they really right. do want to be successful. They're going to push themselves to the highest level as they can. And no one's taking this easy. You hit the nail on the head. And you know what it is? If winning cures all. If the Broncos select Parsons and they win this year, no one is going to remember his red flags. No one is going to remember the pre-draft nonsense that he was involved in. Everyone is going to fall in love, rightly so, with his talent and help and, and Parsons helping the Broncos become an even better defense. They're already right now top five. You put a dynamic inside linebacker on this defense, whether it's Parsons or JOK or Collins or whoever. It would be a top three, maybe even the top defense in the NFL. That's not a leap. That's not a hot take. That's not anything bold. This defense can be that good, John. They are one piece away. Yeah, and uh, sorry, we had to jump real quick there. Do you happen to have Gavin's? If not, I'll get it through the back end in a second. I can Uh, scroll. I'll, we'll get Jeff uh, until then uh, yeah. while you're looking I'll for that. I'll take this if you want to get Gavin's. I'll go ahead and get Gavin's while okay. you do that. Appreciate it. Jeff hopping in. I think that's $5 Canadian. So, Jeff, yes. Mitchell, we appreciate you very, very much. And, again, Broncos country, John, it's not just a geographic location. It's a state of being. I think it's the first time I said that, and I freaking nailed it. Yes, How about did. trading back? Add picks to next year. Run with Flock this year. Doesn't work. Use extra picks next year towards possible uh, trade for Watson or Aaron Rodgers. Those are definite possibilities. And again, Aaron Rodgers stoked those fires of him not being in Green Bay. I think he's trying to force his way out. And, you know, you put Aaron Rodgers on this Broncos win now, win ready roster. That's a pretty scary proposition. But it very well could be the case because Jeff and John, everyone's talking about, oh, well, next year's draft class, uh, the quarterbacks aren't as good. They, they have to take their shot this year. 2022 sucks. And we say again, who was Zach Wilson this time last year? Who was Kellen Mond? You know, who was Trey Lance? For you know, the, of course you had Trevor Lawrence, and of course you had Fields, but 
quarterbacks always rise every year. So there's a quarterback we don't know about right now that will be a top five, top three pick this time next year. So the Broncos, and again, having George Payton with that foresight, having a GM that's not playing 3D chess, but 4D chess, he could very well stack those picks. It could very well be he's saving the money, John. You know, they have a lot of cap space. Fans are wondering about that. It very well could be the case where he's not looking at 2021 so much, but next year with a new offensive coordinator, possibly a new head coach and a new quarterback, he I think he's seeing a couple moves down the road here. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing with with Peyton. He's always looking for the next options. He he really is thinking, you know, three years down the line. This is why we gave him a six year deal. This wasn't a you know a one year kind of thing. Uh, if there wasn't success this year, we're not looking to get you know out of this in three years. The Broncos. This right. is going to be a long term relationship, and obviously we the Broncos hope for this to be a long term relationship with Fangio. But if it's not, obviously uh, that would be uh, a different. Uh, different option, but I don't think Watson is going to be coming here. Obviously right now he has some things to take care of, Uh, but next year, next year, let's say, um, as we're talking about Jordan love, maybe he impresses inside, you know, practice. He shows what he can do it. Maybe they decide it's time to move on. And that would be an option. Um, But again, you know, I'm not counting on any of that. And we have some we have some comments that are saying, you know, Jay Roper saying that Trey Lance was known. Trey Lance was known, and so, you know, Cruzan's saying that as well, but he wasn't a prospective top three pick this time last year. He was a first-round talent, but again, players and quarterbacks especially rise up the draft board every single year. And if the Broncos don't go big, big game hunting for a quarterback this year, next year there'll be a guy who we're all going to be talking about and could be the legit target. Just wanted to give a shout out to Drew Love. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, I'm so glad that you are on. I needed something positive today. Well, uh, hope uh, this turns your day around, uh, and we'll get things going uh, for you. Um, and let's get to Gavin here as his question comes in, if you don't mind. Uh, Gavin Hall with a five dollar super. Thank uh, you, Gavin. Love the picture as always. It's kind of like base case. These guys are coming up with some great images, and it just makes you feel a little bit more happy when you're you're reading these questions, doesn't it?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, what's good, guys? Everyone, get, uh, get ready for Parsons at nine. You may not like it, but I think it will happen. I think the hype is right. there in Vic's eyes, and that's what you were talking about earlier. When we're talking about this locker room, I think if Parsons is if Fangio falls in love with Parsons, you have to take him because there's so much you can do with him. Exactly. Um, and again, those red flags—they're still just allegations. I would love for—I would love to hear from someone at Penn state saying, you know, besides maybe, uh, I just want to hear a little bit more from other people at Penn state on this topic, maybe from his head coach. I haven't heard anything from anything from that kind of side from the coaches or anything like that. And to the point that Gavin makes, which is great, uh, what has George Payton done the entire offseason? That would be appease Vic Fangio, building up that defense. And again, I firmly believe that a lot of the static around Micah Parsons when the Broncos were there, I think that was cleared up. And again, You might not like it, but this could be the year, John, after devaluing inside linebacker the last couple years under Vic Fangio, kind of getting by with seventh-round types and undrafted types and the Josie Jewels of the world. This could be the year. They passed up on Devin Bush uh, a couple years ago in the first round to trade back for Noah Fant. This could be the year that Fangio goes all in and invests on that premium blue-chip first-round inside linebacker and say what you want. There's no more complete all-around three-down linebacker, even with his past coverage woes, than Micah Parsons. 
I, I do have to agree with some of your points there, obviously. I, I wasn't thinking about this, but you can have Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson be there for your two down linebackers. And then you, you can have some rotation going on with Parsons, obviously, to get him in there. Um, so it doesn't have to be, you know, put him in, in right away. Exactly. Um, you can have someone, you also have someone like Sternod, uh, who can right. come back and be that coverage guy. I know you don't want to obviously 100% bet on a fifth round pick. But there was a reason why they, the Broncos took him. He did have some injury concerns. That's why he fell. He could have been a third-round talent. He was a third-round talent. Uh, obviously, without the injury concerns, he wouldn't have fallen back that far. Um, so appreciate that, Gavin. Uh, why don't we get Dennis real quick in here? Uh, De- uh, appreciate that, uh, Daniel Dennis, with a $5 super. Hey, fellas, I am reading Jameen Davis is moving up to round one. I would trade back and get him. A fast coverage linebacker we have needed. This is a player who is rising quite fast. His yeah. pro day made a huge difference. He had a 4-4, I believe around a 4-4-40, really showed a lot of explosion off of you know his vertical, everything like that. So he's an explosive player, and he is moving up to that 20 range um, where he could be that number, t- you know, the second linebacker. And for teams yeah. that don't want Parsons, maybe if they need a linebacker, they take him over Parsons. Uh, so I do like him as a tradeback option, especially if yeah. Parsons is gone. There is a lot of chatter out there that Fangio has fallen in love with Jameen Davis more so than Micah Parsons. And, you know, you don't have those red flags with, with Jameen Davis. You don't have those coverage woes with Davis. This is a guy like the, like the, the question states here, fast coverage linebacker can cover the safeties, can cover the tight ends. Would I take him at nine? No, way too rich for my blood. Would I move back? Cause he's going to keep rising up. I mean, he can be a yes. top 20 pick by the time April 29th rolls around. Would I trade back a few spots and take him? Yes, but only if Parsons is off the board and they didn't want Parsons to begin with. Yeah. I, again, this would have to be Fangio falls in love. And again, I think you you do with this as a trade back option. Yeah. Um, hopefully, again, I'm always thinking with the Bears there at 20. I really like that position if you can trade back. Um, so that's my thought when it comes to uh, Jameen Davis. He's a great player, obviously, from the University of Kentucky. A lot of great Kentucky players. Just want to say hi to Broncos Fan 13. Appreciate that. Um, and let's get one more. Um, we got Orange Crush coming in here. I mean, what options do we have through Foles, Minshew, Darnold, Alex Smith? What options, guys? And that's what we were talking about earlier. We're really we're, we're kind of out of options. It's time to yeah. to move on with Locke. Locke is, in my opinion, he's the guy this year. You're running it back with Locke. I've heard the players. I feel like they also feel that as well. I think everyone's expecting Locke. I am, I'm not even sure who you're going to bring in as that backup guy at this point. It could just be Rippin, really, still. Um right. Or free agency second phase is really what I'm thinking. Alex Smith, maybe. But again, really, yeah. At least you don't have to give up draft picks for Alex Smith. But the thing with Alex Smith, from what I've read, he wants to be a starter. He's adamant about that. He doesn't want to be a backup. So that kind of removes him from the Broncos' Uh, you know, interest level. And also he's not getting any bites, you know, because every other team has their starting quarterback situation settled. It could very well be. These are the two options for the Broncos at quarterback this season, run it back with Locke or trade up for Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Mac Jones or whoever could, they could add a Foles as a backup. They could add a, you know, Davis Mills as a backup, but there's really now, John, at this point of the off season with those options that were just listed, which aren't great. It's very much slim pickings. Those are the two scenarios and the outcomes the Broncos are realistically facing. And you know what? Either scenario I can get on board with. 
Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. Let's get to Rick. Um, sorry, I can't pronounce your last name, so I'm not going to try that, even attempt it. Isidore. Isidore. Okay, thank you. Uh, with a $10 uh, super, trade down from thank 9 you, uh, thank you so much again. Yes. Uh, to any team from 10 to 15 that is willing to swap picks, trade uh, trade us their second this draft and their first or second next year. And we add a third and 22, take in the depth and flexibility. Um, obviously, that's, the, that's a very complicated thing to, to talk about here. Um, but, you know, obviously train back to 10 to 15. We've talked about those options. There's a lot of players that you can get there. Slater, again, but is it really that, you know, from 10 to 15, obviously, I'm thinking more in the 20s, to be honest with you. They're not going to get all that moving back five spots or four yeah. or five spots. I mean, they would get maybe a second round pick this year. They're not going to get multiple, you know, a first rounder and a future third round pick. I'd be shocked if they got that for moving back a few spots. Now, if a team in the late 20s wants to move to nine, then you might get a bigger haul. But, I mean, you're looking at a second round pick, maybe even a third rounder, depending on the team they trade back with. But I'll take it, John, because, again, you can use that pick, obviously, to add another player to your arsenal in the second round, or you can use that potential second rounder and flip it and move back up in the first round for a player or up higher in the second round. So Peyton loves these darts, folks. He loves playing darts with the draft, and he might just be collecting them later this month. Yeah, that's a great point about trading back. I really do like that option as well, trading back in. i uh, got Marcus Lewis uh, Hanna coming in here with a uh, high MHH love and respect from UK. Really appreciate that. Love your dog there. Uh, is there a cat also in the forefront? No, he's got a little scarf. Uh, appreciate that. <laughs> Very cute thing. dog. Uh, and hope, uh, I'm not sure what time it is there right now. Obviously, Wait. it's late, so really do appreciate you checking us out uh, in the UK. Um, State of being, baby. State of being. Uh, Bean and we have someone again as you're talking about earlier Mike coming in here Mike 5.56 and Kellen Mond in second round I don't think any team I don't see a single team no first of all Mike is that your 40 time I'm just playing with you (laughs) second second round you know I really really could see that happening I I firmly believe whether it's the Bears or another team that's so desperate for a dual threat dual threat quarterback they're going to gamble on Kellen Mond I hope the Broncos, John, are not that team. I don't see a second-round talent. Ideally, I see a third-round guy who I would take others over him. Got Rick coming in here uh, with another one. Rick Isidore with a $2 super. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Who is the best linebacker in coverage? For for me, obviously, that's JOK. I mean, we we're talking about it earlier. He has safety-like skills. So if you have him as defined as a linebacker, he's number one to me, in my opinion. Um, from there, I'm going to go with Baron Browning. I really do like what he can bring from Ohio State. Uh, he at pick 40, oh, I'd fall in love with that. I also really do love what Jabril Cox can bring to the yes. table um, as an option as well. So um, do you have the same kind of inclination? Of course, and Jameen Davis, who we just talked about. I mean, there's yeah, there's so many inside linebackers the Broncos can get, and that's what we're saying. Don't be disappointed if they don't go for a quarterback and that non-quarterback is not Micah Parsons. They're going to end up with a premium player to fill that inside linebacker spot, I feel like, and I cannot wait, whether it's Parsons, Jameen Davis, J.O.K., Zayvon Collins, I just cannot wait, John, to see that dynamic inside linebacker in the middle of that defense. Just want to get to Drew's real quick here. Um I have loved the Broncos offseason. It's been great and was adding was uh, it's been great and was the adding of Darby. However, I do believe he is overpaid, but I think he is good for Fangio's defense. What do you guys think? Do you think he was overpaid? 
I, I really do. I mean, you got Kyle Fuller for nine and a half, and Kyle Fuller just craps on to me, Ronald Darby as a cornerback, you know. So if he plays like he did last year in Washington where he stayed healthy all 16 games, uh, he had a bunch of pass deflections, he doesn't create a lot of picks. He doesn't create a lot of turnovers. But if he can force airtight coverage where the quarterback throws away from him, then you're talking about throwing at Kyle Fuller, throwing at uh, Bryce Callahan, throwing at Justin Simmons. That will allow the Broncos defense to thrive, either him uh, forcing the quarterback to hold the ball and let the linebackers get there or let the mm-hmm. other defensive backs make some plays. He was a little overpaid, but again, winning cures all. If the Broncos have yeah. a top three defense and Darby's a star, it's well worth it. I, I agree with you uh, somewhat. I think for Darby in this year's uh, cap situation, it it doesn't make sense. It It's a little overpaid. I think when we come with the new TV deals and when money starts getting back added to the cap, that's going to look like a better deal hopefully uh, next year. Uh, but at this point, it was a little overpaid, but I think he can add a ton of value in yeah. Fangio's system. And it really depends on who were the other bidders. Was someone else you know, bidding against right. the Broncos? And if so, it sounds like this was their number one guy on Fangio's yeah. want list. So I think the Broncos really attacked. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Darby and wanted to bring him in. 
I think they bid against themselves. And I mentioned this on KK either the last episode or the episode before that. And it's okay because they needed a cornerback. They were aggressive and they got their man. They just have to hope that man, Darby in this case, is worth the money. And he can do that, John, by just staying healthy and playing his game from last year. If they get the Washington version of Darby, well worth 10, $10 million bucks a year. If they get the Philly version, not so much. We got uh, Stu Me coming in here with a super sticker. I'll go ahead and try to pull that up at the end of the show, see if we can get that in there. But he's got a nice little fox who's doing that smile, that kind of uh, keen smile. We really appreciate yeah. that, Stu Me. Uh, you're always in here giving us support and really does make a difference. Uh, and, you know, it, every day I, I see you in here throughout all the different pods. So it makes a huge difference when you're also just you're, – you're not in an echo chamber. You're really listening to all of us, and I do appreciate uh, you being able to do that. Is that a new picture as well, or am I just been out of the loop because it looks pretty I think new that is. It does look new to me, looks so good. I, I, agree, I, re, I agree with that. Uh, we got uh, Cruzin26 here. Drafting a running back in the first round is a mistake. Yeah. Is he saying that because he's got a Giants helmet? What, what are we <laughs> assuming here? Is he saying Saquon Barkley was a mistake too? Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley is a phenomenal talent, but you know, he was also a, a top five pick. I mean, I wouldn't take a running back in the first round, let alone a top five running back. Uh, it's just a, a non premium devalued position in this day and age in the NFL. If you can get, you know, a generational talent, I think you consider it, but look what I can tell you firsthand. There are so many Cowboys fans that wanted Jalen Ramsey over Ezekiel Elliott. And I think a lot of the Cowboy fans might still make that swap. There as good as they can be, even McCaffrey last year, he broke down. And he was, again, the best running back in the NFL. You can get guys at any stage of the draft. And I don't want to say his name, but there's a certain <laughs> former Broncos running back, John, that was undrafted. And he was pretty good for a couple seasons. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree with you there. And uh, I want to get to Tim Durr real quick here. Appreciate it, Tim. Uh, always seen you in a few uh, different uh, of our podcasts. What about Bucky Brooks uh, not endorsing Parsons? Obviously, you know, when it comes to Brucky Brooks not endorsing him, that's his personal decision, obviously. Uh, I just don't, you know, when it comes to that, he's obviously been a lot closer to him. He's just talking about his maturity. But what 20-year-old is mature? Exactly. Um, So the the question becomes, does he have something inside, you know, a little bit inside information that he's not telling us? Or if not, you know, I don't see what he's saying that is, is really so impactful that he would go against Parsons. John, I can't say at 20 that I was accused of what Micah Parsons is being accused of, but I was doing some immature, stupid things as well as everyone. And that's why we talked about this, Chad and I, uh, about Jerry Judy. The guy was 21 years old, being a starting receiver in the NFL, coming from Alabama. He's a very immature guy still. These are still kids. I know they're multimillionaires, they're world-class athletes, but they're kids. They're 20, 21 years old. Bucky Brooks, he knows the family, and obviously his opinion carries weight, but I don't think I would bury Micah Parsons because one person came out and said something. You never know. Bucky Brooks could have an ulterior motive. He could have an axe to grind. He might be mm-hmm. pushing a narrative out there, but I agree with what you said, John. These are all allegations. Until he's proven guilty, same with Deshaun Watson, these are assumptions for now. Yes, and you know when it comes to some, I just want to touch this real quick. Players like Randy Moss, he had that same thing happen to him, if you remember, in 1998. Randy Moss had all these issues with Marshall, all these off-the-field uh, discussions, and he fell back and he got in the right system with the Vikings, yeah. got Chris Carter teaching him up, strong locker room. It's just like the Broncos we were talking about, Simmons, all those guys around. 
Strong locker room for Moss, able to help him develop, and Moss became a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying that about Parsons. He's a Hall of Famer or anything like that. I'm saying that's what it means to have such a great mentor. Like right. I feel like Simmons, Purcell, uh, guys on the edge, every single guy in that locker room can offer to Parsons and help him along with that. You know, John, that's a great point. People compare Micah Parsons to Reuben Foster and how he kind of flamed out in the NFL, but Reuben Foster never had that mentor in the locker room. He never had that rock-solid coaching staff that would that would groom him to be a better man and be a better player. I believe Vic Fangio, for as long as he's here in Denver, he can get the most out of Micah Parsons, and that's why if he's the pick, I would not hate it at all. In fact, I would celebrate it despite the controversy. I know we're pushing it uh, with 54 minutes. I just have to get to this question real quick yeah. Quick from Robert Caslow. Is Eichenberg, um, and Eichenberg is uh, from Notre Dame, a good fit at 40? He would be a right tackle. Uh, Eichenberg at 40, yeah, I'm down actually. Uh, not many people, I'm not sure, would be exactly. I feel like he's a steady player at right tackle. You can have him wait behind James if you want. And have him be, again, competition. They can compete. Yep. Uh Eichenberg can be ready this year, possibly compete with each other. But at the same time, if he doesn't, he can still develop and learn from the other, other offensive linemen. And if there's an injury, you know, he can slide in to either side because he has had some left tackle experience. So Eichenberg to me is a uh, good low. Uh, he has a low floor and he, he low ceiling, low floor. So that's that's a guy I would like. I would like him. I could stomach taking a tackle at 40 way more so than at nine or 14, 15 in a trade back. And that's the great thing about having competition because if, if Juwan James starts this year, fine. The Broncos are, you know, hopefully getting their money's worth out of him, but you have to prepare for a life after Juwan James. If he bombs again this year, the Broncos can get it, get out of his contract next offseason, and that would happen. And then who do you have to start? You'd be scrambling for another right tackle. It's way past time, just like the inside linebacker, that the Broncos invest in a premium blue-chip right tackle and stock the cupboard there instead of relying on the Jake Rogers, Calvin Andersons. For as much as we like them, John, mm-hmm. I believe Mike Munchak deserves to have a blue-chipper to work with behind Juwan James. Oh, yeah, that's that would be fantastic to get uh, that going. As we're pushing up again uh, to the hour mark, we got in the shop with Willie with a $2 super. Really appreciate that, Thank Willie. You, uh, we're trading back. Don't need a quarterback in round one. Emoji, emoji, lock. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I agree with I, – I again, if you're not – if you don't fall in love with one of those guys and you're not going to give up the farm essentially to get them, then yeah, right. Locke is the guy. They're gonna they're gonna go back with Locke. The locker room, I think, is, is expecting that. I don't think the locker room is expecting a trade up. Just my opinion. I, I firmly believe I'm right there with you based on what they've said this offseason. For the most part, Broncos players, I think they're expecting Locke to run it back as the starter for another year. And it just depends, though, John. If you're a Locke supporter, you want the Broncos to go non-quarterback in round one. If you're a Locke detractor, you want the Broncos to do whatever it takes to get up for a quarterback. So we'll see what happens later this month. Uh, we got Jesse uh, coming in here with a $5 super. So if we uh, do, if we get... No quarterback in the draft. What do we do for competition? Uh, because uh, George Payton. No, oh, George Payton. Thank you so much. So competition. Um, what's the most realistic option? Hashtag MHH. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Um, you know, to me, again, it, it's it's very small. It, the options are really waning. I think, to me, it makes sense with if you're talking after the draft. 
you, you're going with Smith, in my opinion. That's who. That's my guy. You're not trading at that point. You've you've made your assessment on the the players. You've done your due diligence. You're not trading for Minshew. You're not bringing in Bridgewater or Foles. That would have happened probably on draft weekend. I'm assuming. Um, I'm assuming Smith then. If Smith by that point is resigned to being a backup in 2021, sure. But he for now he wants to be a starter. And until that changes, he's probably not going to sign. Probably until training camp when injuries could happen. That'd be the smart move for someone like Alex Smith. But Jesse, okay. we went over this to start the uh, the podcast tonight. We actually talked about uh, the Broncos could move up for a quarterback in the draft. The Broncos could trade for someone like Nick Foles, Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater. One of those options, again, they only have three avenues they can go here. Run it back with Locke and Rippon, trade up for Fields or Lance, or get a mid-round guy like Helen Mond, Davis Mills, or a Nick Foles. It's, it's really just it, it's limited kind of, at this point. Yeah. Yes, it is very limited. Got Brandon coming back in here with another $5 super. Uh, Bama Broncos, round three to six. Who is the diamond in the rough? Uh, for me, I'm really uh, like oh, – why don't you go first if you have one coming off your top? No, what which screams out to me. I don't know if he's going to make it to the third. He might rise up. But Jalen Darden, the receiver, to me, is so yeah. explosive. I mean, he's – I know he's probably not for Denver. They have Hamler and they have Jerry Judy. But whoever gets him, I, that's what just jumps to my mind. You know, studying the draft and going through my draft notes, uh, Darden is going to be a hell of a receiver in the NFL this year. What do you got, John? Uh, I just want to bring up a few Pittsburgh kind of uh, talent. I really do like uh, their safety. His name is DeMar Hamlin, a big physical kind of player. I really think he would fit in, be able to develop for one year and also be kind of rotational, uh, could possibly, uh, you know, really help the the safety cla- uh, safeties. I really do think he's underappreciated. And another one um, from Pittsburgh is Jason uh, Pinnock, I believe. Again, big physical physical cornerback. So I'm looking for a few physical cornerbacks. These can, these guys are going to be later in the draft. Um, so you can really take your time and develop them instead of having to rush out and get these guys on the field. And you're adding a lot of depth. I feel. Yes. Perfect. Um, perfect. Yeah. And we got Cody Potter coming in here. Appreciate it, Cody. Um, Broncos playoff chances with lock uh, better or lock better or better with uh, Lancer Fields. This is our defense with linebacker or or cornerbacks for the next season. Denver AFC champs, baby. Why don't you take this first? You know what, John? In the effort of of interest and and in the interest of fairness, I'm going to take the second question and you take the first one. Okay. Is our defense better with linebacker or cornerback for the next season? That's a, it's a complicated question because right now the Broncos have really good starting cornerbacks on paper. You know, we talk about the Darby injury history, Bryce Callahan's injury history, Kyle Fuller's on a one-year contract, Bass is coming back from an ACL. On paper, though, they're loaded. But what could you say about the Broncos on paper at inside linebacker? You know, outside's fine. They have Vaughn, they have Chubb, they have Malik Reed. They'll probably pick up another guy. But inside, though, you have AJ, great two-down guy. You have Josie, great two-down guy. You have Sternod, who we don't know because he's an injury case. I mean, he could be good, but we don't know yet. So to me, I think the Broncos' defense is that one inside linebacker away. And I feel like I've been saying this for four or five years now, and they just don't have that guy ever since maybe Danny Trevathan left. So to me, to answer the question, gun to my head, inside linebacker, a dynamic, electric, three-down blue chipper would be more important and more impactful, at least this season, than a cornerback. 
And just I want to piggyback off your point real quickly. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell are um, were restricted free agents, I believe, this year. That means this is this could be their final year. So this is a this Before. is a one year deal. Prove it uh, deal with them. They'll so be free next year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so unrestricted free agents next year. It makes a lot of sense. Um, better playoff chances with Locke versus let's say we were able to the Broncos are able to acquire Lance or Fields. I have to go with Locke. Uh, he's been in the system for a year. Uh, he's been he's been with these players for a while. He's accustomed to them more than Lance or Fields. That's a good point. So it just comes down to that this year. Um, I that that's how I how I feel when it comes to that. Um, that that's a really good point because you know the, the big argument for getting a quarterback trading up for one is he wouldn't you know really impact this year, but it's for five ten years down the road. And, and, you know, Pat Shermer, I, I believe if there's any sort of continuity, obviously he has that with Drew Locke. If there's any sort of chance that Pat Shermer is going to grow a brain and become a decent or solid coordinator, at least in 2021, that would be with Drew Locke. Um, so let's, as we're getting pushed back here to the end, I'm going to look for any last supers. If you have any comments, feel free to chime them in before the end as we're finishing up here. Just going to look but, real quickly for some final supers. But you know uh, what, got, John? Go ahead. Today, I want to just point this out. I want to get this into the podcast tonight before I forget. Today would be a wonderful day. I know it's you know it's, it's still seven thirty in Denver to sign Eric Wilson. Period. <laughs> it would say. be. I I I agree with you. As you know, if the Broncos aren't able to acquire that guy, and again, Eric Wilson, no one has has signed him yet. Could you get him on a one year prove a deal with the way uh, the salary cap is this year? That'd be a great option if you. Um, if you're not willing to go in deep with him, I feel, uh, and not have him for, you know, be your guy. I think uh, he's a post-draft option for now, but it's just surprising he's still out there. He was the leading tackler last year uh, for the Vikings. He knows George Payton. My only guess is he's, he's asking for starters money or way more money than teams mm-hmm. feel he deserves. But after the draft, if the Broncos don't come away with an outside linebacker or a premium inside linebacker, Eric Wilson is the perfect match to me. Yeah. And, uh, in the shop with Willie. Appreciate that again with the two dollar uh, super. Only way Locks not starting is if Watson is cleared. That that's a strong case. I mean, for me, it just makes sense at this point. The the Broncos they want to compete this year. Uh, that is the option. Unless you're getting someone who really is a legitimate top talent who's stepping up and has been proven. It's going to be a little bit of competition until uh, otherwise proven. And listen, I don't think Deshaun Watson's getting cleared anytime soon. He's facing now criminal allegations. They took it to the Houston Police Department. There's a very good chance he misses some or most of this coming season on the commissioner's exempt list. So Deshaun Watson, that situation is a long way from being resolved. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Just making sure on the back end real quick. Uh, give me one second. And we have our last super coming in here. Uh, we'll be a little bit careful, careful with this, but appreciate it, Contender View, with $2 <laughs> super. Uh, George Payton better not mess up this season, and we agree. This is a, you know, a big year. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to get uh, depth in this class from this class and have rotational players work in and then eventually take over some players. So I, I agree with you there. And I'm, I'm very excited about uh, this, this draft coming up. And John, based on what we've seen so far from George Payton, we have nothing to believe that he, the the draft won't be an all-star success. It won't be a smashing success uh, for George Payton. He's has the Broncos on the right track and the Broncos firmly are in good hands with George Payton. I, I believe that. 
just want to get Robert in here. He just says, Locke, love y'all. Okay, we appreciate that. We have a lot of different opinions. I know some people love Locke. Some people want a different quarterback. Just want to get uh, all those different really? uh, opinions out there. We, really? it's, it's somewhat divisive. If, if you didn't notice oh, wow. on our show, I, ha- I had no divisive. idea. No idea. Yes, it has been, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, as we're getting to the 105 mark here, um, we, we're, we've caught up on Supers. Is there anything else you'd like to add here, Zach? It's got an hour and five minutes just flew by. It's, it it's, really it's John, do you see now Chad and I talk about this? It literally, when you're just not paying attention to the time and you're just talking Broncos football, it literally flies. But uh, no, I, this was our last show together. I, I'm sorry to say, but uh, Chad yeah. and I are, will be back on the air tomorrow night at six o'clock mountain, eight o'clock Eastern. John, I want to thank you this past week for filming and you've done a great, great job. I think the community as well has loved seeing you on. You've been getting some very, very nice comments. Very well-deserved. I very much enjoyed this. Uh, how about you? Any last parting words? I just want to say thank you to everyone. It's been uh, very enjoyable to be able to speak with you, say some of my uh, opinions, my thoughts on the Broncos. Obviously, learning a little bit as the, as we go as well. So just really appreciate it. And uh, want to give a shout out because, you know, Chad's going to be back here tomorrow. I think we have an announcement that we're going to have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about mm-hmm. I really am excited about. Um, so why, <laughs> why don't we get out of here right now? Uh, again, appreciate it. Uh, why don't, do you want to take it away? Yeah, I wanted. I saw one question, uh, oh, Daniel. Dennis. I want to just get to a few before we finish. Yeah, up today. let's do that. We Casey been been picked up. I don't think he has. I haven't seen anything. Uh, he might be a prove it guy later in the summer, you know, before the season. But the Broncos, I think for sure, John made the right decision there. I'm just going through some of the last a uh, couple questions. I don't. We see a lot of love for you, John. I mean, John, you're the real MVP. I uh, appreciate you, John. Gotta love John, my man. Nice to see you, John. You. Guys, just real quick, off camera, John's always telling me I can't do it. I can't do Chad. No one likes me. Beast, John, whatever you want to call yourself, you're great. You were phenomenal. You're very well loved by the community. Uh, and was Todd jumping in real quick? Uh, I accidentally clicked that. Or just but, uh, highlight some questions. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. So, guys, we will be back tomorrow night. Chad and I, John will be back behind the scenes on the ones and twos producing for us, 6 o'clock Mountain. 8 o'clock Eastern. You want to hit the banners on? I'll go through it real quick. Be, yes. be sure to follow the Huddle Up podcast at Huddle Up Pod on Twitter. Follow the mother account at Mile High Huddle. All your latest news, analysis, rumors, breakdowns, draft, analysis, anything and everything. Go to Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Hit the big blue button. Become a supporter. KK, Kelberman's Corner was off this week. We had Trickle Zone on Saturday. It was really good. KK is coming back next Sunday. I promise you guys I'm coming back with a vengeance. You guys want to be around for that. Consider becoming a supporter. Also, like, subscribe, and share. No matter the order you do it in, be sure it gets done. It helps us out tremendously. And real quick, if you can, if you can spare it on this great holiday, please consider patronizing our store at huddleuppod.com. Get your merch. Get your swag. Get the hat John's wearing. Get the hat I'm wearing that you can't really see right now. It's good stuff, guys. Again, though, that's John K M H H on Twitter. John Cronenberg. I'm Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL. We'll be back tomorrow night, Monday night, new week of podcasting, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. And right now, get 0% APR financing plus $3,000 total bonus cash allowance on 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models equipped with a gas-powered V6 engine. Don't miss this great offer. Visit Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer today. Financing for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 1031 22.